Hey there, fabulous ladies. Welcome to Bring Back Your Pink, where we celebrate the fabulousness of midlife and beyond. I am Jen B, your host, your biggest fangirl and impact-driven entrepreneur living my biggest and boldest life, so you can too. Get ready to leave behind societal expectations and embrace a life filled with laughter, joy, and endless possibilities. So stand tall, turn up the volume, and let's dive into the world of living life in full color. Together, we'll rediscover the power of being unapologetically ourselves, and we will release our inner vibrancy, and together, we will bring back our pink. Let's make every moment count, girls. Hello, hello, lovely ladies, and welcome back to Bring Back Your Pink, the podcast where I try and ignite the spark of empowerment and transformation in women everywhere. And today, I have the incredible Janine with us. Um, She's a seasoned coach, facilitator, and consultant who spent the last 12 years guiding hundreds of men and women in the corporate sector to newfound success and self-discovery. And you know that I love that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Lately, Janine has had a true passion in working with women helping them rediscover themselves and step back into their confidence with remarkable results. In today's episode, Janine is going to share her mission to empower more females in corporate or business environments to be bold, be brave, and be the best that they can be, both professionally and personally. And you know how much that lights me up. So (laughs) get ready for an inspiring journey back to self with Janine. Let's dive in and welcome Janine. Thank you so much for coming on today. Jen, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this chat with you. I am excited too because you know that I'm all about like bringing back the pink. I mainly work with business women, and I'm so excited to have you on to actually talk about, you know, the corporate women because, yeah. you know, it's often a, a segment that is forgotten, especially yes. as we move into the old, you know, to the middle. I was going to say not the old because we're not old. Um, no. As we move into middle age. Yes. Um, you know, we do. We're the Invisible Women, and I'm so excited to speak to you today about how, you know, we can help them stand out and be bold and be brave. So let's start off with, okay, can you share how you've seen self-doubt impact women, you know, in the corporate settings? Because it would be like us, you know, in our businesses, it's crippling. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And I mean, that that was the big driver for me starting moving and transitioning into the online space and only working with females was exactly that. What I started to see is there were just common themes coming through as you kind of coach, right? And the biggest theme for females was that at some point in time, a lack of confidence was a blocker for them to reach that next position or to speak up in a meeting to um, put their hand in the ring for a new position or to go and ask for a pay rise, you know, and the list kind of goes on. So there were all there was always a theme or an undercurrent of a lack of confidence. It might not have started. That's not why they came into the room and said, oh, I want to talk to you because I don't have confidence. It starts with I want I need to be able to go and have this conversation with my boss about raising my salary. And then underneath it all is uh, okay, actually what you're talking about is you lack confidence to actually go and ask for the value that you bring to the business. Yeah, and that's uh-huh. scary. Like I can remember back to my days of being employed. That's really scary because you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there to be rejected. 
And that is really difficult. I will never forget. Let me tell you just a little story. Love Um, this. Oh, yeah. When I was employed and I I was actually freelancing through this business and they offered me a position. And I went back and said, look, I'm I'm really sorry. You know, I feel like this is not my my worth. Um, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what I said. We're talking 14 yeah. or 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like I'm worth more. And he, he looked at me and he said, You are not worth any more than this. The guy that yeah. and you know what? That was just that slammed me. I it's lost debilitating. Yeah. It was debilitating. You yeah. know, I look back and go, heh, to you now. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it does, it brings you down. <clears throat> and you know, they knew they had me at that time. I was a single mum. Yeah, right. So, you know, and they knew that. So Yeah, and I think every female's got a story like that, Jen. Yeah, every single yeah. female. I, I, me too, right? I my story dates back to when I was offered the HR or people and culture director role. I was so excited at being given that opportunity that I never even thought about the salary component until yeah. I'd signed the letter, handed it in. It was a big pay jump, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But for someone who has access to every single other employee's salary data, suddenly I was looking at this going, why am I being the paid the same as service delivery managers in our service area? And I'm a director. Oh my I know gosh. I may not have the experience. I know I'm, but you offered me that position and that comes with a certain salary, but I, I never said a word. I just did the job for two and a bit years and never questioned it. And I think now, if I was back there now, I'd be like, I wouldn't have signed that letter under any circumstance, right? No. You yeah, know, so I look at these things and go, wow, what a great opportunity as a female, you know, correct. to get this position. <clears throat> and then we don't look at the remuneration and we don't then yes. have the confidence to go back. It's, exactly. a, it's a catch-22, isn't it? Exactly. So, hey, tell me. Is this sort of what inspired you to focus specifically on, you know, empowering women within yeah, look, and let's face it, personal lives because it goes across both? Yeah. I think um, there was two things. One was COVID. Um, so what happened during COVID was I was one of the very fortunate people that I had a lot of one-on-one coaching clients and I wasn't doing a lot of group facilitation at that point in time. Um, it just wasn't a year of it. Like mine tends to go in waves mm-hmm. and everything naturally transitioned into being really easy to do on Zoom and Teams. So there was a bit of a, it's really easy. Why can't I do more of this and reach more people? And then what happened during COVID was there was really strong themes coming through of the female clients that I was coaching around their struggles with confidence, around their struggles of balancing work and home that even though they were home and being able to do all this stuff, most of it was still falling on them, that relationships were breaking up, marriages were breaking up, that, you know, there was a lot of what I call there was lots of layers underneath Mm -hmm. each of these females and the majority of them had nothing to do with their work. Yeah. In fact, the work stuff was probably the anchor that kind of allowed them to be a little bit stable. Um, And so that's why I kind of wanted to create this program because it's twofold around losing the confidence. It is discovering who you are and coming back into yourself. 
Yep. So you know my favorite quote. I just I, to, I just have to spell <laughs> it out right now. You know, maybe the journey isn't about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that wasn't you in the first place, so you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. I just screwed that nah. up. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. It's absolutely that thing. is exactly it. That is exactly it. And I think you know, in the corporate world, there's a lot of. Um, sorry, I'm going to have a bit of a tickle. Oh, that's, I think there's so many people that are copying and, you know, you know, I was just on a cruise recently and everybody on the ship was coughing. It's just, it's this weather. So those of you that are listening from elsewhere, we are in Sydney. Well, actually Janine's up the coast, but you know, New South Wales weather, it's stinking hot. Oh, it's a blistering age where we do not love this. No, we do not. We do not. (laughs) You are absolutely right. I am not enjoying this at all. Me neither. Me neither. And I my air con. I don't have air con in the office. I've got the fan blasting on me. I've got the cold. Doing this from a pool to a pool, Jen. (sighs) No, we should. We should indeed. Um, Uh, Where were we? Where do we get to? Because we were talking about the females um, and during COVID and stuff. And what noticed with a lot of them was. Uh, or coming back to themselves, that's where we were at, uh-huh. that because of all the roles that they were playing in their life, when I asked, what are you doing for you? What does well-being mean for you? What does self-care mean for you? What does self-confidence look like for you? Nobody had answers. No. Because no. nobody, when you're dropping kids off at daycare at 7am in the morning and then you're going into work and then you're in and out of meetings all day long and then you come home and you've already got a list of 10 things to do and you've got to pick the kids up and take them to their things and then you get to bed. That's the life that goes, recurs day in and day out. Yeah. It, where on earth is there space to think about what you need and what you want? It really is that hamster wheel, isn't it? Like just going from day to day, just doing the same thing, um, you know, same thing, same pace, you know, finish it off. And then it's like, it's time to go to bed. So there is literally exactly. no time. And I have to be honest and say, now that I have made time for myself, and I mean, obviously I am self-employed. Yeah. My daughter it's different is for us. My daughter yes. is 26, but you yeah. know, even as a younger, when I was employed and building a business at the same time, I always tried to make that time for myself. It is so important. It's super hard and super important. Yeah. Just yeah. Let, let's go back to the confidence thing. Yes. Um, so, you know, we were talking about the salaries and what have you. So promotions, though, you know, the salary increases, of course, and yes. new opportunities, you know, they yeah. would all come about, you know, with as a result of the confidence you know, that they're yeah. gaining from being yeah. coached now. Like, but, because people go, oh, but I don't I don't need that kind of coaching. But actually, yes, you do. You yeah. know, this is not something that would come to us easily and we don't know what we don't know. Uh, love, I use that saying all the time, you don't know what you don't know. I think it's two parts to it. One is that having a coach, and you know this and I know this, right, yeah. When we have that hour booked out a month that we're going to go and have a coaching session, it's permission to talk about you for one hour. And when I talked about all that busyness around you, if if so many of my clients, both male and female to be fair, but in particular the females, because they're never carving out that time for themselves, what happens is they tend to come into those monthly sessions and they're like, oh, okay, great. This is my time. 
Mm. I can talk about whatever's going on in my world and I can use you as a sounding board to figure out because they've usually got nine times out of ten they've got the answers within they just need someone to bounce it off and go oh that's what I need to do or this is the right thing or what would you do you know using you to get ideas and I think that's that's the first bit is it allows them and gives them permission to actually spend a bit of time on themselves Mm. and then the second part is through that process is figure out what is it I want or need and then what goals and actions do I need to take that's going to help me achieve that versus just talking about it. Mm. See, because actually it's probably, you know, we talk about as self-employed people that we have business coaches. I don't think, I think there'd be a lot of people out there that probably wouldn't even think of being an employee and having a coach. And we just try and muddle along ourselves. I'm just thinking back to that thing I talked about earlier, that, that particular situation thing. If I had somebody there coaching me, made a heck of a difference absolutely because we're neutral ground so you know we we are there for the so so let me let me I better put some cadence around that Uh a lot of coaches in corporate coach on behalf of the business that they're coaching for Okay. When I meet a CEO or I meet an HR person, when that's usually how I get brought into organisations, one of the things that I'm really clear on is that I am coaching the person in front of me. And so that might mean that actually what is best for them is that they need to leave. Yeah. Right? And then I say, and by default, that's actually good for you because why would you want a person sitting there that's not enjoying the work or not bringing their best to the work or not going to be loyal to the organisation? So there's that little layer of difference, which is let me work with the person in front of me and get the best out of them one way or the other, Um, and that's still in the best interest of the organisation and the organisation's performance. So that, that would be the cadence. But... Working with people and really tapping into their strengths, what they bring to the business, what are the opportunities that they are looking for, you know, um, how can they work better with people? For many of some of my clients, it's as simple as I just want more confidence to speak up in a meeting. Yeah. I, I may not have English as my first language, but I'm in a very senior position and therefore people want me to be able to speak up. And their idea of speak up is to sometimes compare themselves to the people who are loudest in the room. Yes. Right. And what I always say to someone like that is, you don't need to be the loudest in the room. You just have to speak your truth about your expertise and what you know, and people will listen because you aren't the loudest in the room. I love this. Like, I'm going to be honest and say, you know, it's really been, it's it's quite eye-opening to me to chat about this because... I never thought about, you know, being in the corporate world and having a coach to help you move forward. This is so cool. So what transformations have you witnessed in the women that you've, you know, been working with? So many. And helping them, yeah, literally rediscover themselves. Yeah. If I think about some of the ladies that I've been working with over the last couple of years, it's been things from coming out the other end of divorces Mm. and refiguring out who they are and what they and how that then impacts them at work as well um and that's been things like um just discovering who they are again 
being that little bit bolder and braver at work to speak up on behalf of themselves because they've done that in the hardest instance that they'll probably ever do in their life. So it gives them that little bit of courage. It's been things like just um, allowing someone else to tell you that we can see more in you. You know, you've got potential. Why are you in this position? And they're like, oh, because this is, you know, I I enjoy this position. And I'm like, yeah, but you've got more potential. You'd be great as a director. You'd be great as a senior leader in this business. And then suddenly, because someone's planted that seed, they're like, oh, I've never seen myself in that position. It's so good. Yeah. And or, as you said, you know, there's projects going. How many people have you told in the business that you're interested in those particular projects so that when the next one comes up, yeah. your name's put on the table? Ah, uh, mm-hmm. this is this is gold. I'm so glad you were here, Janine. This really is gold. And, you know, as I said, I know, ladies, I know friends of mine that will be listening to this and, you know, I do hope they are gaining some great ideas from this conversation. But I now want to talk about your course Um, because I know you are going to be launching very soon on the 20th. Um, It's called Be Bold, Be Brave, Be You, A Journey Back to Self. Now, I love the name. You know, for me, like that is a journey I've been on myself. Yes. Yes. Obviously in a self-employment world. But, you know, I then think about the ladies that are employed and I'm actually getting goosebumps right now. Um, helping them because something I did want to discuss with you, you know, I am a personal brand strategist, but you know what, when you ladies that are employed, you know, you are still a personal brand. So you have to be promoting yourselves. You've got to have that confidence. You know, you've got to have the faith in yourself, the self-belief. So, you know, journey back to self. I love that so much. So tell me about it. (laughs) So, so exactly that. So I, what I was thinking about was, okay, well, how do I help women and what are all the tools and techniques and things that I've used in the past that can create a program to help in particular females in corporate just stand in their own power and figure out what they want and need. Um, And by the very nature of it, it's more holistic than just professional, which is why I know at the end of this program, they've not only got goals and and tasks and things that they have to go and action around their career, but it is also what's that bigger picture look like because there's going to have to be some shifts in that in order for me to attain the goals, et cetera. So the the I call it a journey because they go through what I call six stops on the journey. Yep. So step, so we go all the way from step one, which is really self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So figuring out where you are at this point in time. And you gave a really good example of this, Jen. You know, when we have little kids to versus me at the moment with nine and ten yep. versus you with 20s yes. in their 20s, we have different uh, capability and different space that we can take other things on, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm running my business very differently today than I was when I had little tots, right? Right. So hence why I say at this point in time is so important at this point in time because it will change. It will change. So that's the first one. Where are you at at this point in time? Self-awareness. Self-reflection is what's working for you and what's not working for you right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Then the third part is self-empowerment. What let's really go into that space around what is working for you. 
Yeah. What parts of your life are well, like, can you put ticks against? What parts are you putting crosses against? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like and feel like at the moment, right? So those first three, three are all kind of the baseline. Yeah, and it's really important in, in my journey back to self, which is exactly what I've done. Self-awareness is so important, and I think these three stages are so good for the self-awareness because also, you know, you've got to look at triggers and why is something right. happening in your workplace that you, is triggering you and yes. be self-aware. I can now go and analyse, Yeah. okay, I'm triggered because of this. That relates back to, you know, something my ex-husband yes. did, yes. whatever. Yes, and, you absolutely. Know, it, there you go. And you've got to really be able to do that. So that sounds fantastic, the first three. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's really joining the dots, right? That's yeah. what I call it. Joining the dots so you've got a picture of you now. And then we step into the space around, okay, so first of all, what are you doing for you? So if there's a whole segment around self-care, mm -hmm. what are the things that we need to do that allow us to feel that sense of self-care? Mm -hmm. So this touches on the well-being, the work-life balance, the, you know, space and time and, you know, so many women, because we're in this nurture, we go back to what we were talking about, you know, being, we we care so much for others and it's a part of our mm. nature that we give so much of ourselves to others that we forget about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is really just allowing them to say, I call it me time rather than self-care because so much self-care, sometimes they're like, oh, I read a book while I've taken blah, blah, and they're doing their soccer tip match. I'm like, that's self-care. Nice. It's like you have to drive and you have to wait, right? So it's really about carving out alone time mm -hmm. where you get to go and do something that you really want and you really need. And I like that because, you know, people think self-care. They go, oh, I'm, I'm go I need to get in the bath with candles and, you know, my book. I don't have time for that. You know what? You can carve out 10 minutes for yourself to read a book. I'm an avid reader. I have a lot of me time. Um, because, yes, whilst my daughter is um, 26, I also have 10 furry people that are very demanding. Yes, um, yes. But I find that and even if it's 10 minutes, I'm like, if you finish what you're doing now, Jen, you can go have 10 minutes and read your book. Yeah. And that yeah. is my me time. That's um, exactly right. And so the way I say it to them is figure out what you can do on a daily basis, on a weekly. A weekly might be that you treat yourself to a bath with bath bombs. Yeah. So it goes week, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, half yearly, annually. So annually for me is that I go away on a retreat, right, without kids, without hubby, right? But then the monthly might just be that I catch up with some friends over a coffee, yeah. Yeah. right, without the guilt, without the, oh, I've got to go in an hour, right, because yeah. then it cuts that me time. It goes back to because I've got to go and give of myself again. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. I, I made some, I, I, I don't do New Year's resolutions because I always break yeah. them, but I made yeah, some same. rules for life for this yeah, year. Yeah, love that. And one of those is, as I said, my daughter is 26. We are going on date times together. And yeah. once a month, like we live, she lives downstairs, but you know, we lead hectic lives. She's at uni, she works, you know, I'm like, right. So I've actually got it in the calendar. I've told her when we're doing it. And she was like, that's yeah, cool. I love that. So, you I know, but that, that is Again, that is me time because I'm spending time with my beautiful daughter. Because you want to. Yeah, because that's different, right? Yeah. It's, it's a real want. And I love I love that because um, so I, someone said this to me the other day. Um, 
in your friendships when you were, I, I can't even remember who, you might have even been on a mastermind where this was part of it and you'll be able to refresh me. Um, thank you, menopause brain. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Let's not go there with that. I know, right? They were talking about um, friendships where you just ring each other and it's an exchange of information. How have you been? What are you up to? How are the boys? How, you know, that's mm. versus an exchange of values and quality time. And oh, I was like, oh, that's, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. Right? Because I'm hopeless. I don't, my friends know, I don't ring. I'm exhausted. I don't want to chat. Yeah. But when you sit me around a lunch, I'll sit there for hours with you because wow. I really do. I'm interested. Well, how are you going? What's happening? Yeah. Can How can I support you? What You know, what's going on in your world? So I think that whole concept of self-care is so good to have a chat with women about. I agree. I think that's And then really, the next really nice. topic that came on was um, actually came from the first cohort who did the program. So what came about was when we were talking about blockers for uh, where self-confidence is a blocker, a lot of them ticked the boxes in the first kind of self-awareness exercise around self-promotion. And there was a very big conversation at that point in time around, I really struggle with this. Why are we not good at this? Males tend to do it so beautifully. They just walk in and, you know, I kind of own the room or ask for what they want. What's going on for us? And so one of the things that I did was I built a whole section a masterclass around authentic self-promotion so that you could figure out what is it that I need to do that's still really authentic to me which doesn't mean that I'm shouting things off the rooftop but is allowing my brand Mm -hmm. to be known within the business that I'm in and the network around it so that I am the first thing or one of the first people that people think about when it comes to those opportunities, that position, a salary increase, et cetera. So there's a whole topic on that. And then the last two are around the end of the journey. So if we think about all the things we've been made aware of and we're thinking about our self-care and our whole life and then we're talking about self-promotion, then what are the goals and activities I need to put in place? So self-accountability. That will enable me, the last one, to be self-confident again. And what does self-confidence look like and feel like on me versus what does it look like and feel like on you? I love it. This sounds like a great course. Well, great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, proud of it. Yeah, I can imagine you are. It mm. really, it sounds fantastic. So just as an aside, like when when these ladies are coming to you, you know, yes. what are some of the common fears and challenges that they would be feeling and facing? Um, because it actually, as I said, I feel this is something that a lot of people don't even know exists. Yeah. Um, really why, you know, I wanted to get you on. Um, so, you know, you can share your wisdom, but how yeah. could, how might they be feeling? Like how would they know if they need some help? I think that's a really good question. So I think there's uh, there's a couple of things. Um, I feel like some women may go, oh, I should be at this level because I'm in a very senior level. Mm-hmm. This should not be an issue for me. That's not my favourite word. Should is a word that is not in my vocabulary. As a matter Incorrect. of fact, branding Instagram, I don't know if you saw it, branding Instagram was like, we need to stop shooting all over ourselves. 
Exactly. I love that, right? And that is exactly right. So there's this perception of if I'm in a very senior role, then the perception is that I should be confident and I should have my shit together and I should be able to do all of this. But actually, I know because that's the level I coach at mostly, but that's absolutely not true. And in fact, in the last course, what I did was the two, I got two guest speakers who were very senior women that I coach in corporate who came into the group and actually had this massive, beautiful Q&A conversation around how confidence hasn't always been in their realm and how they deal with it at this level and what works. And actually what it did was for all the, the women in the cohort who went, oh, you would have had your shit together. They went, oh, you're just like us. Yeah, that's so good. Right. And so I always have these people up on these pedestals, you know, you've got to be this and I should be this and I should be this and I should be wearing designer clothes and I should be wearing high heels and I should have my hair done every week and my makeup should always be perfect. And, you know, like that's true. Exactly. So, and so what comes as a result of that is if there's anyone who's saying, or comparing themselves. So I know that the real the real saying is comparison is uh, joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. What I say is comparison is the thief of confidence. Yeah. Right. And so if you're in that space where you're like, oh, I wish I could be more like, you know, Jen over there because she's great in meetings, and I don't want you to compare yourself. I just want you to find out. What is it that's holding you back and how do we get you to speak up in meetings and be authentic? Mm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great because this is is the thing. It's like, as I said before, you don't know what you don't know. Don't know what you don't know, right? And, 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 again, just creating and carving out space so that women have time to figure all of this out. Because when we talk about career development in corporate organisations, there's they're not doing any of this stuff, right? They're just simply saying, what skills or um, competencies do you need to be able to fill this role? Can you do that role? Nine out of ten women can absolutely do the role. The thing that's holding them back is their confidence to feel like they can do that role and And their confidence to feel like they can fail and it's all right. So that leads me to actually something that's just popped into my head. Love so, how, how, like working with you um, and doing the program, how does that encourage and help them to own their own story? Um, you know, because like storytelling is also part of, you know, the self-promotion, yes. but also to recognize their strengths because a lot of us, we're going, oh, but, you know, I'm I'm not really that good at that. Um, we need yeah. to recognize our strengths. And it's very funny. For a long time, I recognized none of mine, but all the work I've done with my coaches has helped me recognize my strengths and embrace them. Yeah, exactly. And that, so, in that um, early on stage where we do self reflection, that's really about there's a few exercises in there. One of them is to kind of map out all your achievements over time to now. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be nice. nice. Mm. Yeah, because what that allows them to go is you didn't get to where you're at because you're not good, right? You actually got to where you're at because Mm. all of this stuff enabled you as part of your story to land where you are. So own that and figure out. And then you take one of those instances. So it might be that they got a promotion very early on in their life. Let's just say that that's 
what happened for that person. We take that particular incident and then we go deep on it. And then I go, what strengths did you have at that point in time that enabled you to be promoted? All right. And then you start carving it. So where did you get that stuff from? So you're pulling in all these strengths from your story around one particular incident that allows them to really, A, raise their own awareness, which is our point, through self-reflection that actually I already had this all in me for a long time and it got me to this point. And there's so much more I can lean into around that space and utilise as I take the next step. Ah, do you know, this has been such a great conversation. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know the ladies out there will be appreciating it. Um, thank you, Deb. Because we do very much get stuck in ourselves, yeah. you know. we be, Yeah, like we don't let ourselves be, you know, be, yeah. be bold and be brave and to be ourselves because we're tr- often trying to be someone we're actually not. Exactly. So lastly... What advice do you have, you know, for women that are wanting to be bold and brave and the best they can be? Yeah. um, Both professionally and personally. Now, I'm going to say, number one, go do Janine's course. But. (laughs) You are awesome. It would be great than that. I think there's a couple of things. Uh, The first one is I would say is what does your support circle look like? Now, Mm. you and I know that how important this is, right? So, yes, I'm a coach and I am but one person in a support circle of someone else. It has to be what do your peers look like? In the corporate world, we talk a lot about having a mentor or having a sponsor. They're a little bit different, right? The sponsor is the person who will raise your name and speak about you in a positive way without you being in the room. Mm-hmm. The mentor guides you to what you want to do next, right? So there, that that that's that little difference. What is you know your higher level manager look like? What's the what networks are you a part of yeah. that are going to support you? So having that circle of support around you is really really crucial to help women. And you're absolutely right. Ninety percent of the people that I've coached over the last 12, 13 years. The only reason they got to have me as a coach was because they had an amazing CEO, an amazing HR director who believed that this program was part that was worthy, not this exact program, but leadership programs or emerging leadership programs where they got to have someone like me as a coach. Probably only that 10% are other women in particular who've gone, you know what? I'm at this level and I may not be able to access a coach yet because in my organisation they don't give it until you're a senior leader. Mm -hmm. I want a coach at this point in time and I believe that a coach would really help me achieve what I need to achieve and what I want for my career down the track. And so they engage me at a much different level than I'm normally brought in for so that they can fast track or so that they can get their confidence at this level because imagine getting to a more senior or executive level and you've already you're not losing time or worried about the fact that you are there for a reason and you're there because you've earned it and you're there because you're amazing you know one of my I can't remember the exact quote but you know one of these these quotes that you know I hear a lot is you know when women support women amazing things happen and it's really been brought home to me today that not only do we need business coaches in our our own businesses, but you ladies that are, are employed um, in corporate, you need the help to rise as well. We can't rise without each other. 
So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I've, as I said, I've appreciated. And now where can the ladies find you? Oh, lovely. Jet, thank you so much for having me on. I could have spent another two hours talking well, to I you. Feel I feel like we talk, could have, but I'm like, with you. yeah, and I was you. like, we need to stop. We need to stop. Yes, or so no one's going to listen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, they can find me at um, my website, which is janinebotha.com. I'm also on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook under my name. Um, and I'll also, I think you've got the link to the sales page around the um, yes, program. So, yeah. Um, all of Perfect. this will be in the show notes, ladies. So, Fantastic. you know, if this has resonated with you, I want you to pop over and say hello to Janine because I know, I've known Janine for a couple of years now and I do know that she is 100% what she says she is. She's, you know, an authentic, wonderful lady and I want you to go and say hello to her. So thank you again um, and until next time, ladies, till next week, um, have a amazing week and continue Bring it back your pink. I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, ladies, I created this podcast because I know we need more of it to help us bring back our pink and live our best lives. But guess what? We can't do this alone. So if you loved this episode, let's spread the world. Share it on your socials. Send it to a friend. And don't forget to write us a review. By doing this, you become part of the movement to bring back your pink and inspire others to do the same. I'm incredibly grateful to have you in my world as we live life in full color and become our authentic selves. Together, we're unstoppable. Let's keep rocking and bringing back the pink.